0: podcast you've been looking for all along step into the life of urban exploration with guests from around the world welcome to no tracers welcome back to the no tracers podcast i'm your host k just the letter k i'm also known as no.tracers on instagram and no tracers on tiktok this week on the podcast i'm speaking with abandoned ontario about how she got into exploring what it's been like to moderate the Abandoned Horrors page and some of her scariest experiences going into abandoned buildings. In her words, she's kind of a big baby, so it's very interesting to talk about the fear of going into abandoned places, especially as a female. So that's what we're going to get into this week on the podcast. But before we jump in, I wanted to let you guys know about a few things. First of all, I have a book out called No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary. If you're interested in picking up a copy of it, I will give you a signed photo print as well. Or if you want to read my blog, see my photos, or see some of my video content, head to notracers.com and enjoy yourself over there. The next thing I need to let you know about is that we have a partner here on this podcast, and that is Liquid Death Water. If you're a human that drinks water, which is pretty much all of you, Check out this ad I made in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint, liquid death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid Death. Murder your thirst. So if you're interested in giving Liquid Death a try, use code just the letter K at liquiddeath.com for 10% off your order. You can get one case, you can get 10 cases, 30 cases of water, however much water you want. It's amazing. I drink it every day and I love that they are a partner of this podcast. All right, without further ado, Abandon Ontario, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience.
1: Alright, so I'm Sarah and I have the Instagram account Abandoned.Ontario. Um, I've been exploring for I'd, probably about 14 years now, so since I was 15, but I've only really been documenting it for about 4 or 5 years. Kind of got a good deal on a camera and then I just kind of went for it. So, yeah.
0: Nice. So tell me a little bit about what got you into exploring in the first place. What made you catch this bug? This isn't like a normal thing that people do. So what, what made you get into it?
1: Well, I've always kind of thought of myself as not really a normal kid growing up. Um, I was all, I never really had like a close close group of friends or anything. So I was always just kind of wandering around. And in the small town that I moved to when I was in grade nine, there was abandoned houses everywhere. So I just kind of started wandering inside and felt pretty comfortable in there. Nice. So
0: when did, when did the photography come into play? You just talked about it a little bit, but like what, what camera did you get? Um, how much did you get it for and why do you want to start documenting it?
1: Um, so I, I, well, I was kind of taking pictures with my, just like an iPhone for a while. Um, but then I think maybe about five years ago. So maybe like 2017, 2018, I got a Canon T5 Rebel um, around Boxing Day. So I think I got it for like $300, which Canadian, which I thought was a pretty good deal. So that was my first camera and I still use the same camera. I just kind of switch up the lenses. But um, yeah, so me and one of my good friends uh, from the town that I'm from, we just started going out and taking pictures and he had a camera, I had a camera and we just kind of went from there.
0: I love that. I love when photographers come together and how did you find your like community of explorers? Like for me, I live in California, so I went to a photography meetup one day and somehow somebody knew that I explored abandoned places and they were like, Hey, do you want to explore some stuff around Los Angeles? And I was like, uh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So how'd you find your, your crew?
1: Um, well, so one of my, the one of the people I go out with the most is Tyler. So he's northern decay on Instagram. So he's just from the town next to me about 10 minutes away. Um, and we kind of grew up together since high school. So he's my kind of go to person. And then just over the fa- past couple years, I've met everyone just on through Instagram, really. And I'd say my kind of close group of friends I actually honestly haven't even met them before so the majority of them are from the states just kind of all over the states and then I've got a few like one of my girlfriends is from Ontario or Ottawa sorry and I've met her I've met her one time but she's one of my one of my closest friends now so I don't know it's kind of cool how many people you can meet just off of Instagram alone and I've just kind of built my little group from there
0: yeah, I love what I haven't Instagram's haven't done. done. <laughs> oh, got you. Yeah, I love what Instagram's done for the urban exploration community. I think it's cool that it brings people like-minded people together to be able to explore and for me, like I travel a lot for work and whenever I travel somewhere, I always try to hit up somebody on on Instagram and say like, "Hey, do you want to go hit some some spots together?" And it's been really cool to, you know, navigate the world of urban exploring through mediums like Instagram. I think it's been pivotal for the community um totally yeah and then can you talk about some of your favorite gear like this could be a pair of shoes a backpack a light a respirator anything like that for for new urban explorers that are just getting into the hobby
1: um i'd say actually one of my favorite things is uh my backpack and it's just because like there's a there's a Special spot for your camera, your lenses, like, and it's all protected while you're exploring, which is key. Um, the only downfall is there's not really much, like, I use a lot of masks and weird dresses and stuff, and I can't really put those in there. Um, but if you're just going out and taking pictures, I really suggest getting a good backpack like that because you can get your camera really quickly, put it away quickly, and everything's safe. And it's just, it's key, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, and then also, I have a really big flashlight, and it's like fifteen pound flashlight, and I kinda feel badass walking that around too <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to have a a nice flashlight, especially in these darker places that we explore um, do you know the brand of your backpack
1: um i actually, I think it it kinda it might be a roots backpack, but I got it at henry's okay. um I don't know if that's just a Canadian photography store, but um Yeah, I don't know. Henry's is a great store. And it's in Toronto, Whippy, like, just all over the place. There's a few of them, but it's really, really good. And all the staff is, like, super knowledgeable. And they sold me on a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Love
0: that. (laughs) So tell me about some of the places in and around Ontario that you've been to. Like, have you done, like, Century Manor? Have you done – I know there's a a paper mill out there. Uh, I can't remember what town it's in, but (sighs) – do you know what I'm talking about? It's like this, it's next yeah. to like a, a neighborhood. I haven't and actually. Like paper mill.
1: Yeah, I haven't actually been there. Um, I've been to the Century Manor. I've been there, not inside, but just, just the outside is good enough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite places is, is a prison for sure. So it's, um, it was a women's prison and I, I don't know when it actually closed, Uh, but a lot of history in there the peeling paint is amazing and there's really not much graffiti or vandalism which is great Um, but yeah I really I don't know that's just my go-to place that I think of right away it's such a cool spot
0: and do you have like a specific type of abandoned place that you prefer exploring like is it prisons or do you like hospitals like do you have like a preference of like what you like to explore is it just kind of like whatever's out there
1: uh, most mostly just whatever's really out there. I really like the idea of the big places like a school, hospitals, um, like churches, stuff like that. But I've, I have really honestly haven't shot much of that kind of stuff. Um, so my go-to is houses mostly. There's a lot of abandoned mm-hmm. farmhouses in my area, so I I like to go to a lot of those. Um, but just the most decay, like the more decayed, the better, in my opinion. I don't really like the newer ones. I I love the time capsules, finding stuff in there like old letters. That's my favorite thing to find Mm. Um, old cars. But yeah, I mostly shoot houses. Cool. Yeah,
0: I dig that. I like that you, you know, like stay kind of in your area. I think that's super special, you know, that you have your own little like select spots that are like in your area. And like, I wish that like here in California, everything's so spread out. So you have to drive like an hour to two hours to maybe even three hours to find another abandoned place. You know what I mean? Like we don't have like farmhouses. We have, we have like, you know, big hospitals and big malls and things like that. But like they're in the city, so they're harder to get to because they always have security. And I feel like things like farmhouses, are a lot, a lot easier to
1: get into if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Plus like, I, I feel like in the States, there's just so many more people. So it's so much easier to get caught. Like around here, there's so many back roads and you don't like, I'm sure there is to where you are, but like, it's a lot of country. So the only thing that I've kind of run into problems with is because of all the country um, with COVID, everyone is now like a farmer or a gardener. So anytime (laughs) you're walking up to a house, there's someone outside. So you have to be really careful now. It's crazy. huh? That is
0: fascinating. But, I mean, it makes sense. Everyone was like, we need to get away from people. We'll just go to these farms and, and just live on these farms. That makes sense.
1: Oh, yeah. Trailers everywhere. Like, it's just <laughs> great. It's so hard right now. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. Um, do you have any urban exploration injury stories?
1: Um, not actually. Surprisingly, no. Because I'm not i'm I'm really bad at actually paying attention to where I'm walking. I'm just kind of looking through my camera all the time and not paying attention mm. to the floor, which is not smart. Um, but nothing actually has happened surprisingly. I mean, like the the worst that's happened is I've been like just covered in burrs, and those I just cannot stand those burrs and ticks. <laughs> like I've never I haven't actually Ooh. been bit by a tick yet, but they're I'm petrified of them.
0: Yeah, they're pretty disgusting. Oh my god! Yes, I can't. I'm not a fan of ticks.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) Plus, they come with like
0: Lyme disease and like all these like diseases. Not
1: Not for me. Not
0: a fan. No. (laughs) Um, can you talk more about the mentality of urban explorers? Like. What what is it that makes you continue to do this? You know, like like I said at the beginning, like this isn't a normal hobby to get into. So, can you talk more about like the mentality of an urban explorer and why we do this kind of thing? Like, what do you get out of it?
1: Um. Well, I I personally really like the adrenaline rush, um, it gives when I'm walking up to a house or just exploring a house in general. Um, I love the history behind all the houses, especially if you can find. Something left from the old owner. I love, I love that when you can see a little bit into their life. Um, but I don't know; it's a really hard hobby. If I'm being honest, um, I find that I take a lot of breaks because my anxiety gets a little bit too much sometimes, and I need to take a little bit, take a step back and just kind of relax on social media for a little bit because sometimes it is a little bit much. It's, it's really hard to, like, if you find house that not many people have been to sometimes there's just a little bit of drama that goes along with it and that's the part that i don't really like but yeah i mean definitely that's with every hobby though so what can you do right for sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) for sure and i've noticed like and i've talked about this before on the podcast for people listening but uh i've noticed that the facebook groups are like so dr- so dramatic there's so much oh, drama yeah. in these Facebook groups yeah it's crazy
1: and people are always like oh well this isn't you're not supposed to be trespassing well yeah I get that but like <laughs> <laughs> I'm still doing it sorry <laughs> yeah here we are <laughs> yeah like as long as you're not doing anything you're not taking anything you're not vandalizing like yeah and I don't know I I feel like it's okay for sure and uh can you tell me
0: about your scariest exploration
1: Ooh. Um for some reason I always think back to like one of my first houses that I ever explored um in the little town that I'm from. And I can't I don't even remember who I was with. I think I was maybe fifteen or sixteen and we were just driving around and we found this abandoned house and we we're like, Oh well, let's go take a look, you know, like whatever, just harmless. So we walk up and I, we didn't notice there was it was on an active farm. So there were cows all in the back. So we got in through the front door. Everything seemed fine. And then we went out the back and all these cows started moving. And it was the most terrifying sound. And then we looked down the driveway. And a truck was just speeding up the driveway towards us. And I was like, oh, my God. And I'm like 16. So it was, it was pretty scary. But. I don't. I don't know. Now that kind of stuff doesn't really bother me because I just explain what I'm doing, and sometimes I give them a business card, and that's about it, and I move mm-hmm. on. But yeah, I've definitely given a couple.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've definitely given a uh, a couple cops my business card.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> here, check
0: it out. I have a. I have a book. Go go pick up a copy of my
1: book. <laughs> yeah, and most of them are actually kind of cool when you explain what you're doing. I yeah. you don't really care.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've had a couple cops say like, "Yeah, I mean, you can go explore it, but like, if another cop stops you, I I can't help you, you know." But I mean, go about your business, do your thing, and it's you know, cops like that make me uh, less scared of other cops when I'm exploring.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Which, yeah. Know, exactly. A good or bad thing? Well, your buddy there just told me I could do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. And uh, you already told me your favorite exploration, so we'll, we'll kind of skip that one. Um, do you have a favorite history of a
1: place you've explored? Huh. Yeah, that's hard, too. Um, it's probably the same, the prison again. I really I really mm. like the prison. I have um, kind of a, I don't know if I should say fascination, but I really like investigating um, serial killers, and I kind of watch a lot of the mm. true crime documentaries, and... I found out that one a famous oh, i don't know i don't know if that's the right word either a famous female serial killer stayed in, in the prison that i explored so that wow. was kind of cool i did my book study on her when i was in grade nine so it kind of just was really interesting to see where she actually stayed so wow yeah and I don't it's know, interesting because
0: because female serial killers are few and far between so that's super fascinating yeah
1: so i mean hopefully i didn't just give away too much cuz i think that <laughs> but <laughs>
0: hopefully she stayed at a couple other places and people don't burn your spot but
1: oh gosh no it's pretty it's pretty locked up too so oh god i god. don't know if people can get in then that's great i can't wait to see their pictures <laughs> right right great exactly. spot <laughs> Do you have a preference on exploring alone or with people? Oh, definitely with people. I don't I don't actually go inside anywhere alone um because like I said before, I'm actually I'm kind of clumsy. I don't really pay attention to a whole lot that's going on. And I'm always I have this fear of walking into an abandoned building and finding um, like a squatter or mostly an, I'm more scared of an animal than I am a squatter but mm-hmm. finding an animal inside and accidentally cornering it and getting attacked that's just my worst fear but I'm actually like I'm kind of a big baby when it comes to going inside I won't go in by myself I get too in my head and I I watch too much true crime I guess I can't do it <laughs> <laughs>
0: she went inside the abandoned building and they never saw her again. Yeah. Right. It's it's scary. It's scary for sure. I've done it a few times, but like I I definitely prefer going with people personally, like as well, just because I mean, safety is in numbers, you know, there's, there's a better way to do this. I know a a couple of people that, that prefer exploring alone. And I, I just can't wrap my head around it. I I just don't understand how you can trust yourself or the, the, building or
1: anything you know what i mean yeah oh my god i know there's so much to think about and you think too much sometimes exactly
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and like i i feel like my anxiety goes up a lot if i'm alone in these abandoned places oh yeah for various reasons you're like what if i fall what if i you know crack my head up you know there's so many variables when it comes to this kind of stuff so uh for those listening definitely explore with people that is that is the way to
1: go plus you'll get a better better photos because your hands won't be shaking as much maybe uh, <laughs> true true there's a absolutely, all absolutely.
0: <laughs> yep do you have any uh goal places bucket list items that you'd like to explore that you haven't gone
1: to yet oh well for like as long as i can remember i had nara dreamland on the top of my bucket list and unfortunately mm-hmm. that's gone um so then next on my list would be chernobyl just like all over chernobyl yeah. everything everything about it. I'm obsessed with it. The documentary was amazing. I'm just Yes. Oh, I can't stop thinking about that place. And there's a couple people that I know have been there and mm. it just makes me so jealous. Like I have to get there. So that's probably going to be top on my bucket list. Um but more realistically, I get well, that's realistic I guess going to Chernobyl, but more realistically just kind of back or not backpacking just traveling all around the states would be amazing meeting up with all the people Mm. I've met on Instagram seeing all the really big cool places you guys have you seem to have just so much more of everything than we do
0: yeah I feel like especially on the east coast on the east coast we have a ton of stuff out there like a lot of old asylums old churches and when you come out here out west it's like We've got like water parks and like some malls and like a couple things here and there, but I I just feel like over east there's because it, it's just been around longer, you know. So mm-hmm. I feel like they have more more to explore and and it, it's almost I feel easier to find places on the east coast because there's more of them, you know.
1: Yeah, like I can just go around Google Google Earth just looking around and I just find a handful <laughs> of places. It's insane. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. If you could live in one place you've explored for one week, which place would it be?
1: Oh, so there's this house. It's also really close to me, too. I go like, well, I drive past past it almost every single day and I check up on it all the time. Um, But it's an empty house. There's nothing left inside. Actually, there might be like a chair left inside. There's really nothing, though. Um, But it's got the weirdest color scheme and the weirdest layout and i always call it the donaldson dollhouse uh but most of my like creepy photos that i do i do in that house because i've never been in trouble there you can spend just hours in there there's so many rooms and perfect lighting like the windows are just wide open it's amazing so i would probably live there and i know there's some people that actually have lived there Um, i think they had a trailer in the back so they might have lived in the trailer but we met them one time and they gave us a tour of the house and we just pretended like we've never been before, but (laughs) yeah, I don't know. That's my favorite house. I love that house. And it's just like an old brick farmhouse.
0: Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, can you talk about moderating abandoned horrors? Why did you want to get involved with them? How did you get involved with them? And tell me a little bit more about what it's like to, to moderate a feature page.
1: Um, I think I've been a moderator on there for almost a year now, actually. Um, so I started, I, I think it just started from me talking to Landon. So Landon and Jenna, I was talking to them a lot, um, a couple years ago, and then also I've never met them either, but they're I really like them. I talk to them quite often, um. And they just one day asked me if I wanted to be a moderator on the page. And I thought, well, oh, that sounds kind of fun. So I actually moderate every Saturday for that page. So today's my day. Uh, so I did my three posts for the day already. But, yeah, I don't know. It's really brought me to so many more really interesting pages that I would never have found if it wasn't for Abandoned Horrors. So I just, I just love their page. And I love all the other moderators for the page now. I think there's maybe five of us. But I don't know. They're all super talented and really, really nice. And I just haven't met any of them yet. So hopefully one day (laughs) soon I'll get there.
0: Yes. I want to do like a big post-COVID urban exploration meetup kind of thing. Like just travel around and just meet all these people that, you know, I've met on, on Instagram. I think it would be like if I did like a tour of like America and Canada and then go over to Europe, it would be so sick.
1: Oh, yeah. And there's just like, and I can think of like 15 artists right away that you should do like hang out with for that, because that would be really, really good. Just a big documentary or something. with Every single state yeah. and a couple of photographers or something from each state. Oh, that'd yeah. Be so cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I like I said earlier, I've got a book out and I'm I'm working on my second book this year and next year. And like, just to be able to travel around and explore with other people would be just a really cool way to construct that second book that I'm working on. So, and I've always wanted to do an urban exploration documentary, you know, it's because I do, I film all the stuff I, I go into. So, I mean, I, I could effectively already make a documentary that is like two hours long, but I do definitely want to feature local photographers more. So yeah, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. Hopefully we can make that happen. That would be super, super sick.
1: Oh yeah, I'd be so down for that too. And like, it's it's always interesting to me when you go go to the same spot with like three or four different photographers, or even just another photo- mm. one other photographer, and then looking at your photos back, like another yeah. photographer will come up with something, and you're like, I never even saw that, or just a completely different perspective you would have never thought of. And it's just crazy to see the difference in two different people shooting the exact same house. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so fascinating the way we all see things differently and photograph things differently. Mm-hmm. And then my my last question for you is, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring?
1: Um, I wish I knew not to trust people as easily, I guess. Um, in the beginning, I just kind of, I don't know. I didn't really give, I didn't actually give anyone locations, I guess, but I was just, I don't know, I never thought anyone would do anything wrong at these abandoned places, and then you see, like, the amount of graffiti, people stealing things, people lighting buildings on fire, like, just, I don't know, so maybe I I wish that I didn't make the locations as obvious in the beginning, like, being more aware of street numbers, street signs, street numbers, like, stuff like that. I yeah. kind of wish I'd pay more attention to that in the beginning. Um, now I take that more into consideration. I don't want people to know so easily where I'm shooting.
0: Yeah, I agree. We want to keep our spots more protected, if you will, from people like that. And there's a, an explorer named Hi, I'm Zach, and he makes a lot of TikTok videos about like, like, out, like, uh, Exposing people that go into these places and like vandalize and break stuff and you know, cause people for whatever reason like to film themselves smashing an abandoned place and put it online. Like you look yeah. like an asshole.
1: Oh yeah. I talked to Zach actually on TikTok. That's why you said that. I think he posted <laughs> someone smashing like a toilet or something. That went kind of viral. Yeah, yeah. There was Urbeck yep. Muse, I think is the other girl. She kind of put that on TikTok too and it went viral and I was like, Oh my god. This is insane it's crazy
0: yeah it's absolutely crazy man and like i hate to see that kind of stuff you know like we we love this this stuff that we do and like we don't want to see our buildings not that they're ours but you know what i mean we don't want to see our buildings get destroyed by people we want to be able to explore them in their natural state of decay
1: yeah yeah exactly and i I like the peeling paint i don't like you setting it on fire to get peeling paint right (laughs) like
0: right just let exactly. happen
1: naturally please yes it's yes nicer all right. photograph.
0: <laughs> yeah true all right so if people want to continue following your journey where can they find you online drop your social media one more
1: time for me um so on instagram i'm abandoned dot ontario um and then i also have the same username on tiktok but i mostly post horror reviews with a little bit of abandoned house stuff in the beginning um but it's mostly horror mm-hmm. reviews movies <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I love that. Are you uh subscribed to Shutter?
1: Oh yeah. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the best horror movie
0: content you guys can find is on shutter.com. I wish I had like an affiliate code that I could be like drop the sponsor here. But... <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Use my code for Don't money off. off. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. For for a free month trial. I'll see if I can get that. I'll see if I can get a shutter affiliate before I post this podcast and we'll uh We'll try to get a little sponsor post in here. But yeah, yeah, thank you for coming on No Tracers and sharing your stories with the audience. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. All right. That was my podcast episode with Abandoned Ontario. If you want to follow her journey, hit up abandoned.ontario on Instagram. And if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback. Pick up some liquid death water if you guys are into that kind of thing. And... I'll talk to you guys next time on another episode of No Tracers, the podcast. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore something, and remember, leave no trace.